is going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Teed. And I'm your other host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. I don't know why I just said other host. Other host? You haven't said that in ages. It just came out of me. How is everybody doing? Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Going West. Good to have you here. Um, today's episode, it's very important that everybody share this. Her family is actively searching for justice. This is a very recent case that happened just less than two months ago. So please make sure that you share. Thank you so much in advance for doing so. Um, definitely want to share this case as much as we can. Also, a big thanks to Clisby and Amanda for recommending this case today. Yes, thank you guys so, so much. All right, guys, this is episode 262 of Going West, so let's get into it. We have a very disturbing story about the death of a young American woman in Mexico and the search for answers from the people she was traveling with, people she says or thought were her friends. The 25-year-old mysteriously died while on vacation in Mexico with friends. Now Mexican prosecutors are trying to get an unnamed American woman extradited to Mexico to face the charges. They say that Robinson was killed in a, quote, direct attack, not an accident. Robinson's father told us if it weren't for the disturbing videos that emerged, including one where she's being brutally attacked, he fears justice would have never been served. She was just a very, you know, outgoing person. I mean, she loved people, just loved the friends that she was around. Shankula Robinson's father says his daughter's friends are to blame for the 25-year-old's death at a resort in Mexico in late October. The family of Shanquella Robinson is still slowly getting answers after her mysterious death in Mexico. The Mexican Attorney General has issued an arrest warrant for an unidentified friend who was on that trip. I hate to see my child leave here like that, you know. That was a terrible way for her to die. What for you does justice look like for Shanquella? For them to go back to Mexico and do their 20, 30, 40 years, whatever they give them. And they need to pay for what they did to her. Shanquella Robinson was born on January 9th, 1997 in Charlotte, North Carolina to parents Salamandra and Bernard Robinson, and she had an older sister named Quila. Shanquella is remembered above all else for how just utterly sweet she was. Her mother said of her, quote, Shanquella was very kind. She had a heart of gold. She loved everybody. She didn't mistreat anybody. No one could possibly ever say anything bad about her because she was a good person. Another friend said, quote, to know her is to love her. In 2015, Shanquella graduated from West Charlotte High School and enrolled in Winston-Salem State University. And she formed a very tight-knit group of friends there at her college with whom she would remain close until her death. 
and some of them would even be present for it, as we will get into. So Shanquilla had a very entrepreneurial and fiercely independent spirit, and upon graduating from Winston-Salem, she founded not one, but two businesses. One was called Exquisite Babies, where she styled and specifically braided children's hair. And just a week before her death, she was proudly showing off pictures of the beaded braids that she did for two little girls on the Exquisite Babies Instagram page. The other was called The Exquisite Boutique, and that was a woman's on or a women's online clothing shop. She had her college friends model her outfits for her, and her very best friend from college, Khalil, even designed some of them. Shanquilla loved to travel, and especially to tropical destinations. Her personal Instagram page shows her dressed to the nines in Jamaica and Las Vegas. In October of 2022, celebrating a birthday in the group, she and her college friends planned a trip to San Jose del Cabo, which is a city on the southern tip of the Mexican state of Baja California Sur, just a 30-minute drive east of Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. They rented a private house with Cabo Villas, which is a resort of luxury Hacienda vacation homes with stunning ocean views. Staying in the five-bedroom house called Villa Linda 32, the seven friends were excited to drink, eat, and just spend time together at the pool and the beach. And this sounds so fun, like seven friends, five bedrooms. That's a really big house for everybody and maybe a couple people bunk together. But like this was supposed to be such a fun trip. Yeah, it sounds like it would be an amazing time. So alongside Shanquella in attendance were Winter Donovan, Elise Hyatt, Nazir Wiggins, Khalil Cook, Malik Dyer, and Dejanay Jackson. The group, all of whom lived in North Carolina, left on Friday, October 28th, 2022 for Cabo, with the exception of uh, Nazir, who was joining them the next day. So Nazir is coming separately. Shanquella called Salamandra that evening, again, that's her mother, to let her know that she had gotten to Cabo safely, recalling, quote, uh, this is a, a quote from her mom. It says, when I spoke with her, she seemed to be pretty happy. She was laughing. She seemed very happy on that trip. I said, okay, enjoy yourself. Love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I never spoke to her again. That night, the group had a private chef come to the villa in which they were staying to cook them a lavish Mexican meal. Shanquella's Instagram stories from the night didn't indicate that anything was about to go awry. I mean, the friends seemed to be having a blast celebrating their first night. In one video that she posted to her Instagram stories, the six of them were gathered around the table just sipping tequila shots and margaritas, and one of the men led a toast, saying, quote, Up to it, down to it. Fuck those who don't do it. We do it because we're used to it, so drink, motherfucker, drink. To which you can also hear Shanquella echo very happily, drink. Later, the group was playing a rowdy drinking game called Charge It to the Game, where players take turns pulling cards with challenges like all women wearing fake eyelashes, take one off or take a shot, and take a shot or text your ex, I miss you. Shanquilla posted a video of the card, all players send hate mail to the people that flaked tonight. Later, she posted a video of a push-up challenge between Winter and Dejeuner. The video started with Shanquella joking, Winter, come on now, as Winter struggled to complete a push-up. She panned over to Dejeuner, or Deja, as her friends called her, saying, quote, We know you weren't working on upper body when you were working out. 
The spectators were laughing and egging the girls on before Shanquella retrieved the card, which said, 10 push-ups or a double shot. In the last post that she ever made on her Instagram stories, she was wandering around the house waiting for her friends to get ready to go swim, and joking that it, quote, didn't take that long to get naked. When she finally found them, they were all in the same room with the door closed, talking among themselves. The next day, Saturday, October 29th, 2022, around 2.16 p.m. local time, the final friend, Nazir Wiggins, arrived in Cabo. Now, after landing, he called his friends to get the address of the house and let them know that he was on his way. And during this phone call with one of the five members of the group who was not Shanquella, they informed Nazir that Shanquella was not feeling well, that they guessed that she had alcohol poisoning, and that a doctor was on the way to the house. The friends also called Shanquella's mom, telling her the same thing, that they assumed her daughter had alcohol poisoning, and that they were having a doctor come to the villa to check her out. So Salamandra really remained calm in this situation, you know, just hoping that everything would be okay. But of course, she asked that they take her to the emergency room so she could get the proper help that she needed, despite the fact that a doctor was coming over. She just wanted to make sure her daughter was going to be okay. So her friends protested against this, saying that it was going to be a $5,000 charge because Shanquella didn't have local or traveler's insurance. Now, this struck her mom as odd, you know, that they were, that this was their reason for not taking her to the hospital. But she just tried to remain calm and asked Shanquella's friends to just keep her in the loop regarding her daughter's condition. But what's really strange here is that she didn't have the opportunity to talk to her daughter. Yeah, and that's even more alarming that the friends are just saying, oh, we're calling on her behalf and she's not doing well. We're on top of it, but she's, she's not even well enough to come to the phone. So... At 2 p.m. that day, a guest supposedly, you know, a guest of the villas, supposedly alerted the staff at the resort where they were staying that Shanquella had drank a lot of alcohol, although it is still unclear whether this was someone else staying at the resort or just someone in Shanquella's group of friends. I don't personally know why somebody else would call and say this unless they were drinking, you know, in like a public space or at the bar of the resort and it bothered somebody, but I feel like it would have caused more of a commotion than that. So uh, I don't know, my bet is on this being from a friend, but who the hell knows? So the police report claims that Winter, one of the friends, called for a doctor at 2.13 p.m. that day. That is just a few minutes before Nazir landed that day. And then at 3.30, so a little over an hour later, is when Nazir Wiggins, the final friend in the group, arrived at the Cabo Villas. According to his account, he found his friends gathered in the game room, and Shanquella was alone on the floor of the bathroom. So she was by herself, despite her being in this condition. Shortly after, a doctor arrived at the house. Dr. Carolina Beatrice Ornelas Gutierrez worked at a nearby hospital, which was called the American Medical Center. And upon arrival, she found Shanquella slumped on the bathroom floor alive, but in poor shape. This is according to her. Her vital signs were reportedly stable, but she was unable to communicate. Her friends once again called Salamandra to let her know that the medic had arrived and that they would keep her posted on Shanquella's status. And Salamandra remembers just the frustration of being 
so helpless in this moment, just knowing that her daughter was in trouble, but she was so far away. She remembered, quote, I'm not sure if anyone ever arrived because I was never allowed to talk to them. I asked them to let me speak to the doctor when they arrived, but they told me that the doctor was busy with Shanquella. Now, according to the doctor's report, Shanquella was, quote, dehydrated, and it was recommended that she be taken to a hospital, but her friends continued to protest this. Around 6.15 p.m. Charlotte time, Salamandran Bernard received word from her friends that Shanquella had passed away. The story went from Shanquella feeling ill and having a doctor on the way, to Shanquella suffering an alcohol-poisoning-induced heart attack within the span of just a few hours. Her parents were understandably shocked, horrified, and most of all, they were confused. The police report detailed that the doctor implored the group to let Shanquella be taken to the hospital, but they insisted that she be treated at the home. The doctor gave her an IV to attempt to rehydrate her, but that was unsuccessful, and Shanquella began to have a seizure. At this point, it was 4.20 p.m., Winter finally called an ambulance. So this is apparently two hours later. So two hours after they called a doctor and after they talked to Salamandra. Right. And then at 4.49 p.m., Shanquella's heart finally stopped. The doctor, with the assistance of one of Shanquella's friends, administered CPR. Paramedics arrived and they continued to administer CPR and even attempted to resuscitate her with a defibrillator. But then... Shanquella was gone. The time of death on her police report is 5.57 p.m. By 6.15 p.m., the state attorney general's office was contacted, and they dispatched agents to investigate the scene of her death. Back in Charlotte, Shanquella's devastated family just tried to put together the pieces of what they could glean from Mexican authorities and the people in attendance. In the days following Shanquella's mysterious death, her six friends, Winter, Elise, Nazir, Khalil, Malik, and Dejeuner, made the journey back to Charlotte, North Carolina from Cabo San Lucas. And when they got back, all of them did visit Shanquella's family to pay their respects. But according to Salamandra, Khalil, who was supposedly her daughter's best friend, was in constant contact with them. And Shanquella's mom remembers just always having treated him like he was one of their own, that Shanquella and Khalil were part of each other's families. They had even taken trips with each other's families in the past, so they were just super, super close and had been for years. And then Dejeuner, on the other hand, brought Shanquella's luggage and some of the contents of her purse back to her family. Now, I know that sounds really weird, and maybe it is, but some of her things were left behind in Mexico, and we don't know if this was for evidence or if it was a mistake. It's just unclear. Now, getting their daughter's body back home for a proper burial only added to the cruelty of the sudden loss. Her dad, Bernard, describes having to cold call government agencies to locate the right person to consult and being passed around for days without getting a straight answer. They eventually had to pay $6,000 to ensure that their daughter's remains were returned back to them, and they never received all of her belongings back. But as Salamandra and Bernard mourned and planned a lavish funeral for their beloved daughter, cracks in the story they were being told by Shanquella's friends began to show. 
Bernard eventually spoke with a member of the management team at Cabo Villas, saying, quote, She's an angel. She's the one who first told us the truth. She said, Mr. Robinson, your daughter didn't die of alcohol poisoning. She died from a broken neck. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medications that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, just visit Juvederm.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volix XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volix XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Looking to save on delivery? DashPass is your door to $0 delivery fees and more on DoorDash. And right now, using code GOINGWEST24, you can get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change, terms apply. Daphne and I use DoorDash constantly to order lunch or dinner or even groceries. And that's why we love using our DashPass, because it's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered right to your door. I mean, come on. DashPass pays for itself in two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. And that's why we use it so often. And it also gives you special access to exclusive promotions and member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. Get more from delivery for less. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash. Use code GOINGWEST24 to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more 
after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On November 4th, 2022, an autopsy was completed in Mexico. And on November 10th, the results were released to the Robinson family. Shanquella's official cause of death was a spinal cord injury and atlas luxation or instability in the first two vertebrae of the neck. A few from the group came by the Robinson's house that day, but Salamandra got a different story from each of them and she stopped believing their accounts. Salamandra remembers asking them, quote, what did you all do to my child? She recalled Khalil breaking into a sweat and leaving suddenly. Which is so suspicious because, like I said, Khalil is her best friend. Like, this is somebody that is essentially a part of her family, and that's their reaction to, not their mother, but almost, you know, this is a, a woman who is very close to them personally. Yeah. And that's, that's what they do? Yeah, and what's even more alarming is that she hasn't heard from him since. But they were still left wondering what had happened to their daughter on that Saturday afternoon in Mexico. Until video footage was eventually leaked. On Tuesday, November 15th, 2022, a video of a fight between Shanquella and another woman on the trip started making the rounds on social media eventually getting picked up by news channels and circulating on social media. Now, the extremely disturbing video shows one of the women lunging at Shanquella before savagely beating her. Shanquella tried to hold her off at first, but eventually fell to the ground, where her friend continued to wail on her. The woman who initiated the altercation was later identified as Dejeuner. And the most heartbreaking thing about the video is that it really wasn't a fight. Shanquella didn't act aggressively, and in fact, barely even fought back against her friend. It was a deliberate attack, and Dejeuner beat her ruthlessly. Yeah, and this is inside one of the bedrooms. We have like a screen grab that we're going to post. We're not going to post the video, and Shanquella herself is blurred out. But you can see that she is laying on the ground. I don't know if it's Dejeuner or who it is that is on uh, over her, not on top of her, but standing over her, moving, like motioning down as if they're beating her up. But there's a bed behind them. So this is happening in the place they're staying in the middle of the day. So, or I don't know if it was the middle of the day, but it was, it was light outside. And we know that they called the police around, you know, 2.13 p.m. So exactly. it was in the daytime. So the video continues to show the other women in the group taking turns hitting Shanquilla. And these are supposed to be like her good friends. And one of them even body slammed her. In the background, you can hear one of the men say, Quilla, can you at least fight back? Bernard, again, Shanquilla's dad, said that this was typical of his daughter. Quote, she's not a fighter. She didn't believe in drama. 
and Bernard had actually been at the graveyard searching for a spot for Shanquella's grave when he was made aware of the video, saying, quote, it hurt me to the heart. Salamandra was equally disgusted, saying, quote, these people looked at me in the face and told me there was no fight in Cabo. On her Instagram page, which is at Salamandra, two L's, underscore Robinson, Salamandra depicted what she believed she could glean from the events in the video. And here's what she wrote. Winter Donovan, girl who fought her second. She body slammed her. Malik Dyer, the guy telling her to at least hit back. Dejanae Jackson, girl fighting her on video. She claims Shanquella fake jumped at her. Khalil Cook, her best friend that has the beard in the video that did nothing. Elise Hyatt, the girl who leaked the video, fought her second. Her reason for leaking the video is because she claims she was scared. Now, the official source of the video has not been announced, but many who knew those in the group claim that it was Elise. And I'm really, sorry to interrupt, I'm really surprised that this even was leaked, especially if Elise did it because she was in the video. Like, she was, she took part in this beating. And the fact that these are all her supposed friends, and not only are they beating her up when she's not fighting back, but they're videotaping it. Yeah, and I don't know why Elise would leak this unless she had, like, a guilty conscience. I mean, glad she did. Or unless she was trying to roll over on the other people, maybe snitch on everybody else, uh, but she was in the video. It's just so fucked up. So this new information obviously called into question the whole account that Shanquella's parents were given, and also the credibility of the investigation at the resort on the day of the death. The responding doctor, Carolina Beatrice Ornielas Gutierrez, is now being investigated as well as many claim that she would have known the extent of Shanquilla's injuries and pushed for her to be taken to the hospital. Well, yeah, if you think about it, if she was beat up so severely and then this doctor comes to the, the home that they're staying in or the villa that they're staying in, there's just no way that there's not going to be obvious injuries that would lead you to feel like something happened other than alcohol poisoning. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's strange to me that this was ruled alcohol poisoning. This complete bullshit. So while the responding doctor obviously had nothing to do with the injuries Shanquilla sustained before she arrived to attend to her, the timeline listed on the police report and given by the doctor did not match the timeline ascertained by the autopsy. Given the timestamps on the video and the severity of her injuries, the autopsy concluded that Shanquilla died just 15 minutes after sustaining the damage to her neck and spine and listed her death as 3 p.m., meaning that the attack had likely concluded by about 2.45 p.m. And remember, I mean, that's 30 minutes after they called police. So this is just so weird to me that they're claiming that she had alcohol poisoning and then 30 minutes later, they're beating her up? Like, what happened? Yeah, you know, what's really interesting here is that the autopsy didn't even mention alcohol at all. So it's not known if she'd actually been drinking before the attack or not, but definitely debunked the group's claim that she had been suffering from alcohol poisoning. However, even after the leaking of the video, the U.S. State Department announced that there was no clear evidence of foul play and that they would not be seeking an investigation in the case of the death of Shanquella Robinson. So insane to me. Obviously, her family was so furious about this, and Shanquella's sister Quilla responded, quote, 
This statement is unacceptable and we are beyond devastated. We continue to fight for the truth. Quilla actually started a GoFundMe in her sister's name to just campaign for funeral expenses and also launched a guerrilla campaign across social media platforms, like a bunch of different ones, to spread the word of her sister's horrific death. And the fact that those responsible or seemingly responsible were getting off just because it occurred in a foreign country and the State Department didn't care to get involved. But thankfully, Mexico came in to save the day because on November 17th, 2022, just two days after the video began making its rounds on the internet, the attorney general for the Mexican state of Baja California, sir, uh, his name is Daniel De La Rosa, announced that he would be launching a full investigation into Shanquella's death. And Daniel said that he believed her death was the result of direct aggression and that he wished for those responsible to be extradited from the United States back to Mexico, held in prison, and held accountable for their crimes against their supposed friend. He also announced that he would be treating the case as femicide. And if you're a Patreon subscriber of ours, you are probably familiar with this term because we covered just a crazy and devastating case of possible femicide in our episode about Mexican law student Debony Escobar. We covered that over the summer. And femicide, for those who don't know, is defined as the killing of a woman simply because of her gender. And this has been a huge epidemic in Mexico because and even more serious over recent years because they have lost over a thousand women just last year alone to cases of femicide. Mexico's swift response encouraged the FBI in Charlotte to open an investigation as well. And with this, Interpol, or the International Criminal Police Organization, became involved as well and also launched their own investigation, which is freaking awesome. And Daniel remains confident that Shanquella's family will see the justice they deserve, saying, quote, We are already carrying out all the relevant procedures, both the Interpol file and the extradition request. And Shanquella's friends have come to be known as the Cabo Six. That's what uh, everybody is calling them. So it's unclear how she arrived at this conclusion, but Salamandra also claims that after her death, Shanquella's friends stole about $10,000 from her. As news of Shanquella's death spread around Charlotte, reporters and seekers of justice alike began showing up at the homes of the six friends, as well as calling them incessantly asking them for quotes and opinions, others demanding answers and justice. According to local news reports, none of the group are answering their doors and may have fled to family or friends' houses. All but two have changed their phone numbers. The two who have not are not picking up phone calls and their mailboxes are full. I mean, at this point, they're just completely avoiding the situation. Yeah, because they're probably f scared as hell. Yeah, they're just hoping that it's going to go away. So friends, family, and people hoping for answers about Shanquilla's murder took to social media, mourning the tragic loss of such a bright light. Salamandra remembers, quote, She had a kind heart. She loved life and she loved people. Tributes for Shanquilla on social media popped up on every corner of the internet. Thousands of people shared her story, pictures of her, and details about the case, along with the hashtag, say her name, and also, justice for Quella. 
Many were frustrated at the lack of action from the U.S. government into what was clearly a murder case, and were critical of the approach, stating that if Shanquilla hadn't been a young black woman, the outcry would be much louder. Salamandra said, quote, Even though a month has passed, I don't know anything about how my daughter died. And Bernard added, I just want justice for my daughter. Yeah, I hope this case gets bigger and bigger because, of course, we were recommended this by a couple people, but you and I both individually saw this case on social media as well. So we even saw it making the rounds, but I just hope it gets even bigger because it's still unanswered, even though we feel like we know what happened to an extent and we know that these, the Cabo Six, need to be held responsible for beating her to death. Yeah, and I mean, the pressure is really on right now, so that's why it's so important to share this story. Exactly. So in the midst of the impending investigation, Shanquella's parents began planning a beautiful funeral fit for the beautiful person that she was. Shanquella was buried in a pink and yellow coffin, which were her two favorite colors, adorned with pictures and memories from loved ones. It was pulled by a horse-drawn carriage to the cemetery where she was laid to rest, and everyone who knew and loved her donned brightly colored outfits that Shanquella would have loved to celebrate her short but impactful life. And her obituary read that it was a service of beauty. Doves were released, and the hundreds in attendance remembered what a kind and special person she was. Quilla, her sister, posted on the GoFundMe page for her sister, quote, We face a tremendous unexpected financial burden and a great deal of pain as we prepare to lay my sister to rest. Any support you can contribute to our legal fees and other critical expenses is greatly appreciated. Thank you in advance for all of your support. And hoping to raise enough to cover the transportation cost for Shanquella's body to make the journey home, the Robinson family was shocked to receive almost $400,000. The GoFundMe, which is still active, has gotten donations from basketball player Kyrie Irving, who donated $65,000. John Ledger, a businessman and formal CEO of T-Mobile, donated $40,000. Author Grant Cardone donated $25,000. And basketball player Kemba Walker donated $24,000, which is just a, that's, so amazing. That is huge. That's really huge. I mean, that's a, that's a huge help for her family to kind of give them, hopefully, some time to, you know, take a break and really figure out what happened to their daughter. Yeah, and I mean... It goes down to private investigator costs, funeral costs, all sorts of different costs. Yeah, very true. Play. Very true, because they might have to hire a private investigator. Right. So on November 29th, it was falsely reported by a Mexican reporter, Gerardo Zuniga, that Dejeuner had been arrested. Many were thrilled at this news, and it was crushing when it turned out to be falsified clickbait. Dejeuner Jackson has not yet been issued an arrest warrant in the United States. But Daniel De La Rosa assured the public that he was pushing for Dejeuner Jackson to be arrested and brought back to Mexico to face the penalty for her crime. Salamandra expressed extreme relief at this. Although she realizes that there's a long journey ahead of them, she said, quote, I feel so good. That's a good feeling. That's what we have been waiting for, for someone to finally be held accountable and arrested. I just can't wait for justice to be served. 
Activist Tamika Mallory weighed in on the crime on the Ronald S. Martin show, explaining it probably started as a joke based on the way you can hear the others like egging Dejeuner on, saying, quote, this seemed to be a joke and probably until it wasn't funny anymore. I mean, I don't know what friend beats their friend up and, like and as yeah, a joke. Why is that fucking humor? No, it's, it's not. Stupid. It's not. And then Dr. Nola Hayes, who is a Georgetown professor, added to this saying, quote, because we live in a moment where everyone has their cameras out and everything is entertainment, you know, it really worries me about some of the lengths that people will go to create entertainment. Though the promise of action from the Mexican government is reassuring, the Robinsons know it will not bring their daughter back. Just this past Saturday, Saturday, December 10th, the Robinsons held another rally in Charlotte for their daughter, lighting candles in her honor and hoping for answers and justice. As of right now, Charlotte's FBI, Interpol, and the Attorney General of Baja California, sir, are still investigating this case for foul play. But all six members of the group with Shanquella the day that she died are walking free, likely in and around the Charlotte area. If you have any information regarding the murder of Shanquella Robinson, please contact the FBI at tips.fbi.gov. The GoFundMe remains active as well if you'd like to donate. And for updates on the case, you can follow Shanquella's mom on Instagram at salamandra underscore Robinson. And hopefully we'll all have answers soon and we can do an update episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And on Tuesday, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into. This case is just so shocking. Like, when I learned that they had determined that she had died from a broken neck, and just knowing all the things that her friends said beforehand about alcohol poisoning, like, this is just such a shocking and insane story and our hearts really go out to our family and we really just wanted to share this today for anybody who does not have this story on their radar because everybody needs to know about this yeah i mean they're not her friends those are not those are not friends that's not what friends do they don't they don't treat their friends like that no not at all it's just so so horrific but Luckily, that video did get leaked, so we have that point of perspective, because if not, there would be so much more mystery to this. So really hoping for answers soon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you in advance for posting. We appreciate all of you, and we'll see you next week. All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.